Welcome to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. I'm Lucio Prisali. And I'm Lisa. And we're the co-founders of the Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems. We help health and wellness professionals create even more profitable businesses with systems to easily leverage and scale so that they can create a lifestyle business. We believe that every business has a unique approach that can positively impact the health and wellness of the world. There's never been a better time than now to be a leader, to expand your reach, and package your expertise into simple solutions that can move millions of people to a healthier, happier future. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing health and wellness podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to the Standout Leaders in Health and Wellness podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Crisali. I am the founder and the CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems, found at www.healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. So I just want to thank everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And I also want to thank and welcome our guest today. Our special guest is Dr. Francis Malone. Hi, Francis. Hi, how are you? Uh, great, doing great. And what I would love to do is instead of me introducing you, Dr. Malone, why don't you share at a high level what you do as a holistic relationship-based provider? Let me mm. Thanks. Lisa, I'm so happy to be a guest here and to have this opportunity to talk to you and to your audience. I am, so in my practice, I work with families on uh, not just the physical and wellness aspects of their child's life. I like to ask the families to go a little bit deeper and to work on interpersonal relationships within the family, as well as um, supporting them with new ideas on how to shift those parts of family dynamics. So not only do I take care of the health and wellness of individual children and families, I also have families work on trauma experiences for the parents because it plays out for the children. So that's just an overview of what it means to be a uh, holistic, integrative provider. Wow. So I am guessing with some of the things going on in the world right now, this has really evolved probably for you to even a deeper level. It has. It has. Um, I think that people are very stressed in many, many ways right now. And I am asking families in my practice to really ground themselves in what helps them to be present and available for their kids instead of allowing themselves to spin off into what the media is bringing forward for us. Cause that's an easy place for people to get stuck. in. Absolutely. So this is perfect for my first question for you. So what would you say is actually the, the largest or the biggest problem that you're solving right now for your, your patients and your clients? Mm, I think that I am grounding them. And uh, that's just a simple, quick answer for that. Uh, um, one of, I have two major ninja skills that I, uh, represent for families and besides for my local families who love to see me frequently to be supported and sort of held and just uh, anchored. I um, provide consulting services for children and their families who have attentional and behavioral difficulties. So you know that that is a large portion of our school age population or preschool age population. And 
the general uh, medical recommendations for many pr- children are to immediately put them on medicines. And yeah. what I find is that there is a different way. There are nine steps easily, nine things that we can do pre putting a child on uh, stimulants. Yeah, absolutely. I and I understand that you as a nutritionist and a nutrition focused person, those are some of the aspects of the things I work on, but also bringing in some other uh, supplement things that just help a child to really feel uh, more centered and more organized, and then they can show up better. So that's, Absolutely. yeah, that's one of the things. And then my, uh, the other thing that I wanted to just offer to your group, because they are already excellent clinicians and have big practices are that um, I am a money mindset alchemist. Mm. I don't know if you know what that means, but that means that I have this superpower of being able to help people with wherever their business is. And they're looking for another way to add a, I don't know, add another revenue stream, or they want to talk about what their interest and joy is and to help them bring that joy into their practice so that their practice lights them up. Wow. Wow. So for your group, I would offer that as it's just this new thing that I'm beginning to offer for people and they can just contact me at my regular contact stuff. But sometimes people get stuck and they're like, I don't know what the new idea for me is. And finding someone who's an alchemist about that, like I don't hold, I don't need responsibility for the, you implementing the thing. I'm happy to come up with those ideas. So Oh, well, we'll definitely have to talk further about that. Creative uh, for we'll families and then for entrepreneurs. I just love being in business and uh, coming up with new stuff. So Very exciting. Really interesting. First of all, I love that you are providing a non-prescription uh, process for families to help solve this. I think that's so incredibly important. And I'm actually going to share a quick story because it made me think of this. Um, I have over the last year become a huge Peloton, like cult fanatic. I can't even tell you. It's a long story. I'm not going to go into it here, you guys, but, um, my husband gave me a Peloton for Christmas and, and I have been a trainer and a fitness person for a million years. I never have worked out at home. It's changed my whole workout game. Okay. But with that, it's not about me. What I wanted to share is this really fascinating story. And I think it ties in so well here. Um, they have an incredible community. It's, it is literally like a cult community, but an incredible supportive community. And so many people go in and they share stories of difficulties that they've been going through and how just having the Peloton, having the community and how it's so helped them. And a particular story, literally the woman just posted it this last week. Um, and she has a daughter with severe attention deficit disorder, um, ADHD, and all of those kind of components going on. And she's been really hesitant and trying not to get her, you know, have her on medications. And what she just her, you know, got the Peloton, she got the bike, you know, as a gift or whatever. And the daughter became interested. And so it wasn't only the bike, because again, I don't know if you know this, but Peloton has yoga and meditation and all of this. And so she started doing some of the meditation and yoga classes and the daughter wanted to join her. And it has changed their entire family dynamic. And now the daughter does either yoga or meditation each night before she goes to bed. And she has, she's not on any medication. She's, she's holding a 4.0 in school, like incredible stuff, right? Like you probably know, like you, you're, this is, you know, you're familiar with these kind of things, but it's, it was so encouraging to see 
you know, an opportunity to be able to change a child's life without it having being medicine, you know, and pills. Right. So. Well, you know what, can I just tell you what's, what's happening there? Yeah. So any kind of rhythmic activity is actually um, supporting and activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And so we all live in this very, very fight or flight activated systemic nervous system place. Yeah. Many, many people actually spend 90% of their day in that place. And then if you add on top of it, the, the um, sort of this the whole social stuff that's happening right now. Right. But anyway, we don't know how many people don't know how to access their parasympathetic or lift and buoy that vagus nerve work, the Stephen Porges stuff. And that's mm. so hard to read. And so just being able to dilute it and make it accessible to people. But anyway, the rhythmic activity of the bike mm. is the stimulating the parasympathetic, the yoga and the meditation, same thing, bringing in theta waves to the brain and uh, stimulating parasympathetic support to help the kiddo down from whatever stuff has triggers. Absolutely. And there are a lot of triggers right now. Um, would you care to share a client success story with us? Like share some work with mm. someone that's been. Sure. I've got a couple just right off the top of my head. I had uh, one little preschool aged child who, when they were at preschool and noises would get really loud or the teacher would be, they were transitioning from one spot to another. Um, the child would start behaving like a cat and that alarmed all the teachers and the parents, of course. And um, what I found, they came to my office. And what I found is that this is a child's coping response to, you know, excessive noise. Sure, other people would have diagnosed them with sensory integration issues, and and that the diagnose that diagnosis is helpful. But if we're not going to get to a place of giving actual strategies that help the child to be able to present at school. Mm-hmm at the grocery store, wherever, without actually um, devolving into this place. Um, We use some nutritional supplements as well as education for the parents about this does not mean that your child needs to be in a mental institution, that this is just a thing. And we're just really supporting the parents, providing what I see as supplementation for um, neurologic irritability. Mm-hmm. So when you have neurologic irritability, to me, that says a nutritional deficiency. Yeah. And I start with some basic things. I move some things out of the diet and we get the kid onto what I call the even playing field. And then when they're on that playing field of better nutrition, then I can see, oh, do we need to add something else? But I don't even go there. I won't touch a prescription. I won't do anything else until we first clean up the diet. And a lot of times that's the only thing that's required. But it's so great to hear. I love hearing this. Obviously coming from a nutrition background because understanding, you know, with all of the, you know, the fast food society that we're in and the, you know, the preservatives and all of those things. And it's really in, in most of these cases, it can be solved just by, by knowledge, by being, you know, by learning about the, the things that they're putting in their body. I'm just so excited to hear you say this. So what were his, what were his results? Oh, he actually was able to attend preschool and felt totally comfortable. We were able to actually, we put him in an OT program as well, because I believe in supporting the child and the family. That's occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Support the child and the family as much as possible from right from the get-go. And then the parents get tactics and ways of supporting the child's neurologic system 
should it like flare up at other times. But it was primarily just food-based uh, differences. That I mean, like we pulled things out of there. And then I have a couple supplements that I use that are like saffron. Mm. Really, really simple. They are not toxic. And I'm not sure if it's the manganese that's in the version that I have or not. That makes but sense. Really able to help them that way. And then I've had some other kids who've come to me and they are already on stimulants. So they're on a high level. They're on a couple different stimulants and the parents are just wondering, is there a way for us to back off a little bit from the support that they're getting mm-hmm. and, or get them all the way off. And I never say that I can take somebody all the way off or, and I never promise that we're not going to get to needing something, right? Because we may very well get there. Um, but anyway, with this parent family worked with me over a period of a year and we were able to get that child off of all stimulant medication <sighs> and he's thriving. Wow. Wow. That's exciting to hear. This is wonderful. So I'm really curious on what led you into this work, right? What what was it that was going on that said, this is the area that I really want to be in? (laughs) I don't know. So I'm old woman. (laughs) It's a long story. And I've had uh, lots of hats that I've worn, Mm -hmm. but I would, and I've worked in intensive uh, medicine for a long time and early in my career. And I think that the, uh, that was because I really didn't have the personal uh, recognition of my own strengths. So I kind of hid from natural medicine in Western, really serious Western medicine, like the intensive care unit and the bone marrow transplant units and uh, the uh, solid organ transplant. So that's where I was a nurse practitioner for a very long time. But when you use medicine at the very edges of where it's very clear that that's when we need that. If you need, if you're listed for a transplant in your child, we actually don't have any other, we don't have other sources. Absolutely. It's very clear in my mind and my heart that supporting that family in all the ways that they need was appropriate. Yeah. And while I was there, what I realized is that my ability to support the parents on their journey with information and the respect that they are the ones that are making decisions and that they know their child better than I do. That's where I really honed a lot of those skills. And then my children asked me, can you just work closer to home? Because I live on an island and it's an hour and a half commute to work. And they said, can't you just work right next to my school? Like, can you have an office here? Like, why can't you do that? And I had all these reasons. And um, my son Beck is the one who really was the one who said, mom. And I uh, changed it, did it. And then I realized that when I had my own practice, that what I really wanted to do was to support parents in raising kids the way I had mm-hmm. which is with nutrition. And my friends used to call me the sugar Nazi. And <laughs> I wore the, I wore that crown really well. And I said, well, my children will have pancreases when they're 50. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're not that old yet, but they will. <laughs> Because they know about nutrition now as well. Exactly. So that sort of started my foray here. And then when uh, I had a couple patients who were in my primary care practice who had these other sort of neurologic things that were presenting in the, either the attentional or the behavioral or some kids with OCD, um, I just stepped back from that and said, okay, what, what are the ways that I can try to support them and make shifts in their life by natural mechanisms first. I know where to go with the medicines, right? But 
the family it doesn't really want to start there and nor do I. And I just don't start with pharmaceuticals and yeah. practice. So it's like, it's just that I have things up my sleeve because I look around at what's available. Yeah. You also have, um, you have a natural ability, obviously I can tell this just from talking to you with interacting and interacting with people with relationships. And, and I know you kind of touched on this earlier, um, but we can redress it, which is um, my question is what is your superpower? And I think you kind of said it a little bit differently earlier, but I think it's pulling all that, but what would you share that to be? It's actual, so it's interpersonal work in the room, no. right? How that translates online, I'm not really sure. I'm working with a few families online and it actually seems that I am able to support people very well that way. Mm -hmm. Although that's not my, when I'm in a room, I can read things that are going on between the parents or the child. Like I can feel what's happening for the child in the family dynamics, but it's not always that. It's sometimes it's just this new idea about where I need to start in my basic six things that I recommend for nutrition and or family changes or that sort of thing. So what I'm finding that now that COVID has required us to move a little bit online and to do telework, that I am able to do this whole broad area of my skill set online. Mm-hmm. I still believe that if a child is ill, I am not tele teleworking. I want to hear your lungs. I want to see this. Yeah. So I disagree with what some of the Western medicine movement towards trying to do that online. I just, I want you in my office. I will gown up all that stuff, but I need to see the person. But with these other things, I really am able to do it online, which is new for me. It's just sort of stretched. It does allow you obviously to work outside just your local area. However, I totally get it what you're talking about because you're not working really one-on-one. You're like you said, you're working with a family dynamic and there's definitely something when you're in the same space and you see, you know, it's little things, right? It's body movements. It's, you know, eyes and whatever. And, mm-hmm, exactly. you know, and unless you can really get them to get a camera where you can sort of see everybody together, I, I get that. That's a really important piece. Um, however, it doesn't mean you can't even do some kind of combination of it, right? Like maybe the initials and all, but that makes sense. And again, I see for you, um, and I can just tell from our conversation, you're very tuned in and that's going to, that's probably a big piece, obviously of your practice and your superpower. <laughs> True. So let's do a little shift. I want to learn a little bit more about how you built your business And um, if you could share with our listeners how you, you know, what you have found to do to grow your business and to actually stand out, right. To be, to be found and stand out. So I started like many new entrepreneurs and new uh, clinical providers in um, well, maybe not many because I started a solo practice, which is different from many people. And uh, my recommendation was would be to not do solo, but to do small micro so that you can control all of the little parts of things mm. in the beginning and get a feel for what are the places where you are able to really uh, be in your zone of genius and where you are working and able to do it, but stretching, right? So when I started, just like lots of people, I did everything for my practice. Yeah. I did the websites. I did all the... Uh, PR and I did the uh, clinical care. I did the billing. And then I finally pulled in a biller and I actually found that it was running me ragged. 
So I pulled in a biller and I stayed in insurance for a while until I didn't get paid and didn't get paid for a long time. And I needed to look back towards myself and to say, Francis, you are actually are worth getting paid. And this is, I'm saying this because I want providers who are in the early stages of their practice to hear that we all discount our own value. Absolutely. And I do it still at the level that I'm at, but I'm over some of those early humps. And my value is actually in face-to-face work with my clients. So I now have an office manager who does everything. She manages all the invoicing, uh, scheduling, all of that stuff. We moved out of net, we're out of network with all insurance companies. Oh we help our patients do super bills, but we will not be the ones billing the insurance because insurance doesn't want to pay me. They will pay the client, but they will not pay me. And I'm not going to sit in a place of not getting paid. Yeah. And that was a really big, that was probably as big as a leap from going from being paid by a hospital to being in solo to say, these parents value me and I need to show up for myself in order to be here. Absolutely. Uh, this is that extends across all businesses, right? We all need. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, that that is really one of the key things that we teach us is I'm so glad that you brought this up because just like you said, the first piece is understanding your value and understanding the value that you bring to the clients. And I would say, especially for you, a parent will do whatever it takes to take care of their child, right? They will move mountains to do that, whether that's using insurance or not using insurance, if it's something that can help solve their problem, right? The pain issue or get them somewhere and preferably, you know, holistically, right? They will move mountains to make that happen. Um, however, just like you said, just as important is you you have to be solid in your value that you bring to the table so that they know enough to trust that. It's really, really key. And I'm so happy you brought that up. Right. One <laughs> of the other big transitions for me was allowing. So I waited seven months too long to let my office manager handle the finances. And I want to say this because I actually heard someone in a lawn care, lawn care business say to me, they wanted someone to help them with their finances, but they didn't, it wasn't fixed and they needed to work on it. And I just said, stop, just stop. Hear this words of wisdom from someone who waited way too long. I tried to make the finances perfect. That's not me. Like I, I am not the financial wizard. I now have a money maven, which is what we call her. She's my office manager. She just whips through all of it. It doesn't hit her the same way as it does me, the business owner. And so if you are wondering if you should have someone else do your finances, do your invoicing, do anything, the answer is yes. Just have them do it because I waited way too long for that. Let them work in your their zone of genius so that you can work in your zone of genius, right? Because you'll make more when you're fully focused on what it is that you do best. Right. It lightened up my whole self. It like yeah. literally lightened who I was when I showed up in the in the clinic room for the patients and people said Mike, you seem so different. I'm like, ah, I'm so not doing things that I don't want to do. No, it's what I want to clarify one thing though for everybody, which is she's not just like blindly turning things over. It's having someone who's in their zone of genius that you still, you look over, right? You pay attention to what's going on, but you let them manage it, run it, take care of it, right? Because you're not caught up with it and they're not emotionally connected to it like you are, right? right? So they can treat it like a business. 
Mm-hmm. So I still look at my income. I look at income coming in and I thank it and I welcome it and doing all of my sort of money supporting work because we really need me to be recognizing that the money is important to the practice. Absolutely. Like that, all the details. that leads me perfectly into the next question. What do you see as the big picture uh, for growing your practice moving forward? Hmm. So I actually had um, a sense years ago that I needed to push myself beyond my places of comfort. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that me being on a video interview podcast right yes. now is so like beyond all of my areas of comfort. <laughs> and if I, if I knew I was going to be here two years ago, I would have said you couldn't pay me enough money to do that. Oh. So for me to be on Zoom, on, doing interactive stuff online with a video or a face, I'm just camera shy, video, like a video mini. And so that for me is the next phase of my business is this whole Intuitive Parents Collective, which you know about that I've got these online groups and these interpersonal one-on-one coaching that I'm doing. So I love that, by the way. Thank you so much for sharing that because I I get it, you know, coming from a space that's totally foreign to this, it, it is definitely challenging for people. And yet it's the new way now of connecting, right? It, 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 and I don't actually think that it's something that's going to go away. Actually, I really believe that this is going to continue to grow how we do business and how we interact with people. It's just another tool. It's another, it's not the only thing. And it's not that you have to only be on video and in and Zoom and all that. Because like you said earlier, it's very important for you to still interact and have a in-person practice. But I do agree that if we have a saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. And um, it's just another piece to learn. It's another piece. And I, I think that's really fantastic that you step through that discomfort zone. Uh, into doing this because more people need to know about you. <laughs> well, and I find that as I've gotten better at seeing my fear and saying to myself that fear is not indication that you don't move forward, it's indication that you're moving in a direction that you need to grow, right? So <laughs> I am now call myself fearless because I see the fear and I feel it. And I then require myself to keep moving forward. And my Dogfish Moon property, when I bought that, that was my first step a couple of years ago of doing that. And I can't, I want to ask you about that in one second, because I really want you to share this with everyone. But I do want to ask you what I think is a really important question, especially in our industry, in our field and what's going on today. What would you say are your biggest opportunities and what are the biggest threats today in your space? Because we're facing both of those. Hmm. So that's a really tricky question. Yeah. The biggest opportunities for my practice, or you mean for people in general? Um, yeah, for the practice in the, the health and wellness space. Uh, well, it doesn't have to do with pharmaceuticals and doesn't have to do with medicine. It has to do with seeing people and helping them to find their voice, mm. stand up for what uh, really 
and honor what they really need and to not run from things in fear or to address their fears and to get supported there. Like, I actually don't think there's any right answers to any of the things that are going on right now. I think that we all need to love each other and love each other through whatever decisions people are making. And so that is um, probably, I think it's both. I think it's an opportunity and it's a really, it's the hardest place for us to go because it's easier to pigeonhole. It's easier to put things in boxes. It's easier to label than it is to research. <laughs> right. Um, make educated decisions. To honor someone else's, like, and to honor someone else's knowledge, right? Because what I know is only part of the picture. And what my research and my looking into things and what I feel in my gut is only part of the picture. Yes. And for you, is it like, and then if we take 10 people together, we all have a slightly different perspective of the giant elephant. And we have to honor each other or else there will not be any of us together to do that in the end. Like, I think that that's the lesson. And that is way scarier than saying, oh, I'm right or you're right. Absolutely. So I think that it's the opportunity and I think it's both the same thing, the same answer is that that's. I love that. And I, I, I totally agree with you on this as well. Um, we've got to honor each individual decision and choice because only they know what's going on and what the other dynamics are. So we could talk about that forever. So I don't want to dive deep into that. I love that. But I appreciate your really honest answer on that. And before we wrap up, um, I had mentioned to Dr. Malone that uh, I, could, I did some great research on her and she has, she quickly mentioned it a little bit ago. She has a beautiful, beautiful facility. It's called the Dogfish Moon Sanctuary that's in Washington State. And I would love for you to share a little bit about the sanctuary and what it is that you do there. Okay. I would love to, but I want to lead into that with something that I think is important for your just podcast base. It was the scariest thing at the time for me to do that which was to buy a 77 acre property. Uh, So I walked the property and I felt that it was the place for this wellness sanctuary that why did I even want to do a wellness? I don't know. (laughs) And why did I do it? I don't know. I just felt that I needed, I went there and I I had been thinking about this thing for a super long time. And then I was there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, now how do I walk away from it? Mm -hmm. And I know this happens for people and then their fear gets in the way. So that's the piece I wanted just to mention here because mm-hmm. these are entrepreneurs and fear is the place where we all practice. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling fear and you're worried about doing something, lean fully forward into it. I purchased that property and nothing but really beautiful things have happened since then. And two years later, we are about to open our doors fully to provide Epsom salt floating massage, acupuncture, uh, sound healing, psychotherapy, and before and after your treatment of whatever sort, you can walk these 77 acres or paths out in the middle of this just gorgeous valley. And I know the area, I know the area that you're in and you guys, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yes. It's been a long, long muck. Like if you know, Washington full on muck. <laughs> gravel. It's been a full-on journey for me and taken all of me. And I am a better person 
because of it. We're oh. quite there and I'm getting challenged, but it was a calling, you know, it was a calling. It's, it's Absolutely. you and I could talk about this for a very long time. So I have one last question and then we're going to wrap because I, I literally could talk with you for hours. I could tell um, the last piece, if you had that magic wand, and I think this might tie in beautifully with what you just shared. If you had that magic wand, what would you invest in, in your business? Uh, I would invest in, oh my goodness. That's actually so tricky. Mm. What would I invest in? I would invest in, uh, us having outdoor, uh, so I'd invest in Dogfish Moon, and I'd invest in us having what is phase two, which is outdoor massage, mm. where it has a roof over the top, but you feel the breeze, and you are held completely by the valley and the sounds of the birds that are all around it. And there's curtains, but that's what I would do okay. because that's how I want to get my massage. We also at Dogfish Moon have the first, to my knowledge, the first only outdoor open air Epsom salt hot float. So it's like a hot tub, but it's Epsom salt floating. Uh And you can look up at the stars. You can look up at the sun because that's how I want to float. And the people Ocean Float who make our floats said to me, why are you getting a hot tub? And I said, because what I really want is a hot Epsom salt outdoor float. They said, maybe we can do that. And I said, meet with the engineers and figure it out. And they did. Wow. Just ask. Ask for wow. what you Lean fully freaking forward and don't face the fear. I've only ever done the enclosed floats. So to imagine no. being in an open float with the sky and those, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, truly. Sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this has been fantastic talking with you. I want to, for you to please share with our listeners, um, how they can find you, how they can connect with you. Um, what would be the next step for them and where should they go? Okay. So, um, they can look up the intuitive parents. Well, actually you can just go to francismalone.com. It has everything on there. Yeah. I'm doing the, this program that's called the intuitive parents collective. It's not necessarily for your entrepreneurs, but maybe for families who are in their practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, group uh, mentoring, as well as one-on-one actual uh, client care, as well as a podcast that's called um, the Intuitive Parents Podcast. And that's all available at francismalone.com. I have a free gift for anyone listening and or all people's clients. It's called... Um, a 14 day challenge and it's available at my gift from francis.com. So you can just look up my gift from francis.com and then you can, anybody can do the 14 day challenge. And it's really just the first step in understanding how your own energy affects your children and the people around you and learning how to like move it so that you can change your interactions. So we will have those links available as well on the podcast page. So they can either link on a click on that. So we'll, we'll make sure that those, we have both uh, all of those uh, URLs on there. And before we wrap up, 
I just want to thank you so very, very much. This has been a fascinating conversation. I know we could keep going for hours, but I want to thank all of our listeners for everyone joining us. Once again, this is Lisa Crisali. I am the founder and CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems, found at www.healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. And I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Be sure to check out the show notes and you'll have access to uh, all of the, the links that Dr. Francis Malone has shared with us. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Malone. You're welcome. Thank you. Lucha and Lisa here, and thank you so much for listening to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. If you are a successful medical, health, fitness, wellness, or nutrition professional who would like to be a guest on this program, please visit www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. That URL again is www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. And if you got something awesome from this interview, we would love for you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on all the socials. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag standoutleaders of health and wellness. That's hashtag standoutleaders of health and wellness. We absolutely love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions. And by the way, we regularly publish new episodes and content. So to make sure that you get notified of new episodes, go ahead and subscribe right now. Subscribe right now. And your thumbs up, your ratings, and your reviews go such a long way to help promote the show. And they mean so much to us and our team. Also, if you want to learn more, go to www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast to connect and follow us on all our social media. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. We'll see see you on the next show. show.